On this episode, the Super Bowl is set. We have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus, how hot is Juwan Howard's seat as of this moment? And coming on later in this episode, the Grand Valley head coach, Matt Mitchell, steps down and a new one takes his place. I'll explain that on this upcoming episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. It is Tuesday, January 31st. Welcome back to the Get Stuck Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Stokel. Let's get right into things. The Super Bowl is set. Kansas City defeats Cincinnati 23-20. And I'm trying to remember to Friday what my actual prediction score was, and I think it was pretty close. I think I predicted a last-second field goal to have the Chiefs win it to go to the Super Bowl. I think that was a pretty accurate statement, and I'm pretty proud of myself about that one. But what I was not expecting was the absolute blowout that the Eagles had against the San Francisco 49ers. 31-7, Jalen Hurts, 121 yards, no touchdowns. Brock Purdy goes out early in the game with a elbow injury, later comes out as a UCL injury. And I got to say, that game was unexpected because of the outcome. Everyone thought that the San Francisco defense was going to be legitimate and just absolutely dominating at that front line, and their secondary was going to shut down the wide receivers, but no. Oh, no, 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 no. It was the other way around. It was the Philadelphia defense that shut everything down, only allowing one touchdown coming from Christian McCaffrey. And I got to say, I didn't really pay attention to this game much. I was doing other things with my time on Sunday. And it was uh, it was shocking, to say the least. And because of this outcome, I'm just perplexed of how the 49ers could have such a performance and have this ongoing narrative of them choking in the playoffs year in and year out, especially these last few years, ever since 2020, they choked in the Super Bowl, 21. They lost in the NFC Championship to, who was it, to the Bengals. No, not to the Bengals, I'm sorry, to the Rams. The Bengals are the the AFC champions from last year and then this year same thing they choked and did not perform well to the philadelphia eagles and on the flip side of things with the bengals they go to the super bowl last year they narrowly beat the favored rams in the super bowl in los angeles the second team to win on their home field right after tampa bay then this year after many different calls that did not go their way and many attempts and many passes, rushes, opportunities that the Bengals had, they did not capitalize on those. And a lot of fans that I've seen on social media 
have been saying, oh, the NFL is rigged. The NFL is rigged. And the narrative just keeps getting louder. And they're blaming it all on the officiating. Yeah. I'd have to agree with them to an extent that the officiating wasn't the best. But the same thing goes for the Chiefs. The officiating didn't favor the Chiefs much more than it did the Bengals. And the Bengals had every opportunity to go down the field and score. And they did not. Patrick Mahomes was injured. The majority of their wide receivers were injured. Travis Kelsey was healthy. And they were playing against a beat-up Chiefs team. And the Chiefs still won. And what really topped it off for me was number 58, Osai, the defensive linebacker for the Bengals. Unnecessary roughness on Patrick Mahomes after he gets the first down. That was all emotion. That was all unnecessary. And I feel for him that that was a mistake he should not have made that some people may say, oh, that cost them the game. No, that did not cost them the game. There were so many other things that happened in the game that cost them the game. That was just the cherry on top. And the fact that the referees missed a lot of holding calls, maybe a roughing the kicker call and roughing the passer call just proves that the referees are human. And now I'm not vouching for the referees by any means. I'm just saying in real time, a lot of people don't consider how fast these plays take, how fast these things take place. And for that, the referees are human. They're not going to get every call. It's so easy to see in slow motion these calls like holding, pass interference, roughing the passer. It's so obvious in slow motion to see these penalties happen. And all these commentators say, yep, that should have been a call. That should have been a call. That should have been a call. What a lot of people, again, fail to realize is that officiating happens split seconds at a time. These referees have trained eyes. They're not going to get every call. They're human. And if they were, they would be robots calling it all the time. And then people would just be sick of all the calls. And then again, we're sick of the calls already. So it just tells you how human these referees can be. And everyone's saying, oh, they should call everything. Well, they do their best. They really do. And you got to give them some slack because they're referees, they're people just like us. That's their job. And everyone's emotions get the best of them when it's rooting for their team, myself included, when the referees don't make a call. And yes, that's their job is to try to get every call correct. And they don't get every call correct. It's most apparent in the NBA. It's most apparent in the NFL, college football. I would say the same thing for hockey, but reviews have become so commonplace that most calls are going to get reversed or not even reversed, at least reviewed in the NFL or baseball, hockey, basketball, you name it. All of these are going to happen. And the fact that Bengals fans are blaming it on the refs specifically is just not fair. It's just not fair. And all these conspiracy theories saying, oh, the NFL is rigged. Sure. Yeah, sure it is. But then again, the game's over. You're not going to do anything about it. 
And there's one moment from the past game, the Bengals-Chiefs game, that really stood out in my mind. And that was the fact that before the game, all the Cincinnati people were chirping, they were talking smack, and they said, okay, we're going to win this game. They were too confident, I guess, would be a proper word for this. They were arrogant, they were cocky, and rightfully so. They beat the Bills, they were projected to lose, they beat them handedly, and even the Cincinnati mayor had to chime in and say something. But what was funny about it is after the game, Travis Kelsey kind of put them back in their place. Say, (laughs) do your job and shut your mouth, you jabroni, is what he said, which was fitting because none of the Chiefs fans were chirping. Because they've been in that situation before. They know what it takes to get back. They know what it takes to be a team on the other side of the ball. And I'm not saying any particular player, but I am saying that one side was louder than the other, and it was so obvious on the field how it translated from the locker room onto the field. And then some of them at the end of the game were just moping about like they expected to win that game. No, your mindset was not in the right place. Your mindset was, oh, oh, it's a cakewalk. We'll beat them again. We've beaten them three times already. Joe Burrow is undefeated. Joe Burrow this, Joe Burrow that. We're going to Burrowhead to beat them a fourth time. No. Their mindset cost them the game, in my opinion, because of that mentality of that this is going to be a cakewalk and not a hard-fought game against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs said, okay, you know what? Shut your mouth. Play ball. Let's get this done. And now the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and the Bengals are moping about. So then again, Chiefs, I'm happy for you. Bengals, this is an opportunity for you guys to get the right mindset of, okay, our culture is not being chirpy, not being loud. And... This differentiates themselves from the Lions, and the Lions are just there to play ball. They're, they have no reason to be loudmouthing it right now. Yeah, they they had a winning season, but they didn't make the playoffs. But then again, that's not an excuse for the Lions to go into the playoffs saying, oh, yeah, we're the best team. We're going to beat you. No, don't do, don't do that. It's all about your mindset and how you're thinking about going into the game. And how the Bengals handled themselves was not the best. And that, I think, was one of the contributing factors to why they lost the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. Switching gears now to college football for a second, down to the Division II level, which does not really get a whole lot of press coverage. And I kind of take it upon myself from time to time to give them that coverage, specifically one team in mind. And I've mentioned them a few times already on this podcast, and that is my alma mater, Grand Valley State, here in West Michigan, and they have been a Division II powerhouse in football for the last 10, 15 years, making the playoffs for as long as I can remember. And before I even went to college, I've heard of Grand Valley State, but I've never really been that interested in it. And it was only until I went to college as I was like, oh, wow, this is a great campus, great school, great Division II athletics. Yeah, they don't get as much coverage as Michigan, Michigan State, 
Central and Western Michigan, but they represent the Western part of Michigan very, very well. And their head coach, when I came in, he was uh, he was head coach Matt Mitchell. Uh, he's been at the helm for more than eight seasons. Uh, Thirteen, I believe, it was the total number. Well, a few weeks ago, uh, he stepped down from the head coaching position to pursue to excuse me pursue other coaching opportunities and now he will be the special teams coach for Luke Fickle at Wisconsin and already three days after this announcement they and when I say they I mean Grand Valley Athletics have announced a new head coach and his name is Scott Wooster and he was the former offensive line coach now before becoming the uh, head coach. So that I thought was worthy of some time. And I got to say congratulations on Coach Mitchell for an outstanding career here at head coach at Grand Valley State. Best of luck to you and your family over in Madison, Wisconsin. The only time you'll hear me say on Wisconsin is just now on Wisconsin. Best of luck over at Wisconsin. And I'll be following your career closely as I really appreciated having him on earlier in the year. And it was, it was a privilege to really have him on to get his perspective. And I hope to get coach Wooster on the show and Hopefully, he can walk in the footsteps of Coach Mitchell and bring championship-winning games to Grand Valley. This next topic has been on my mind for the last few days. And specifically, it comes from when Michigan, and this is going to be about Michigan basketball specifically, was playing against some of the biggest teams in the country. And not even in just the country, but overseas as well. When Michigan played Kentucky in London, when they hosted Virginia, when they played North Carolina. And it has me thinking. They play pretty tight games against good teams. They always have, always will. And the biggest thing that's on my mind is that they are unable to close out games and actually win these big games. And they have the talent. They have the skills. They, I don't know what it is. Is it the coaching? Is it the preparation? I'm not exactly sure what it could be. And so right now they are 11 and 9, set to play Northwestern on Thursday. And I have to say that is it time to say that Juwan Howard is on the potential hot seat at Michigan. Granted, he's been to the tournament every single year he's been here, but he hasn't won a Big Ten championship yet. He hasn't won the Big Ten tournament yet. He hasn't won a national championship. Is this all a part of the plan where you kind of sulk down a little bit and then you build yourself back up, much like Jim Harbaugh did with football and what Dabo Sweeney did with Clemson? Is that the approach? So right now they're five and five. 
in the conference, 11 and 10 overall. And their last win, if I can remember correctly, was against Minnesota on I can't remember the day. But it was it was a few weeks ago, I'd say. And to give you a better picture of it, they won by 4 points to a 7 and 11 Minnesota team at home, I should add. So then again, they are 11 and 10 over 500 with their biggest wins being over Minnesota, beating them twice, beating Maryland at home, beating Penn State at home, beating Northwestern at home. Now they're on the road at Northwestern here in two days. So I will say, is it time for Michigan to turn things around and actually get the grind on? Or is it safe to say that Juwan Howard could be in the hot seat? My initial take, excuse me for that, is I give him another year after this. Give him, all right, this needs to change, or I'm sorry, you got to go, kind of mentality, where you brought it back, Hunter Dickinson, for the third straight year, one of the best centers in the country. You bring in all this talent with recruits, and don't get me wrong, he is great at recruiting, but these past few seasons, I'm starting to question how well he can develop that talent because this is, I believe, his first or second year where he actually has all the talent that he recruited. And don't get me wrong, they have the talent, but I'm not sure what is happening with that talent. Is it being developed correctly? Are they developed as a team? Because some of these players, and I'm not going to name names, they look like they're playing individual ball rather than team ball. And you just can't win games like that. You just can't rely on one guy to score and keep you in the game. You have to rely on the team as a whole. You have to create plays. You have to create opportunities, force turnovers, protect the three, protect the rim for that matter. And going back to this last game at Penn State where they lost 83-61, it was... Oh boy, where do I start? It was just a lackluster performance. They just did not look prepared. They just did not look motivated. And I have to say, it was hard to watch at times because when things should have been simple, like an easy pass to your opponent, it was a forced turnover, an unforced turnover, and a capitalization on... Penn State's part and I again it was at times hard to watch and I hope that was the wake-up call that Michigan needed beating Michigan by double digits by more than 17 points and it looks like it was 22 or not even 22 it was 18 points so I hope that's the wake-up call that Michigan needs to turn things around as they go to Northwestern. But then again, I have no idea what it could be. It could be a multitude of things. It could be a number of things. It could be one small thing that they have yet to find out for themselves and adjust, and then they turn into a playoff team. I don't know. But 
I thought I needed to address it as these last two games have just been tight and uncomfortable to watch as a Michigan fan. So I hope they find their footing again. They have the talent. They can play with anybody, but they just need to finish games and develop and play like a team. And until they do that, I don't know if I could watch, but I hope that they can turn things around here soon. That does it for me on this episode of the Get Stuck Podcast. Come back next time for my takes of the biggest games this weekend. Unfortunately, there is no football as it is the Pro Bowl. And I may talk about that a little bit, but I don't, me personally, I don't see anything truly exciting about the Pro Bowl as it is the player's opportunity just to be in the Pro Bowl. And it's not even actual tackle football this year. It's flag football. So I'll decide whether or not I talk about that. Plus, I got to talk about LeBron James. He has come close to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. And until he hits that, it's going to be exciting and everyone's anticipating to to pass Kareem. And I'll talk about that in the next episode. Plus, let's get into the NBA and the offseason for the MLB. But until then, have a good week. We will see you then.